We watched Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And the Force is with us. We're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. <laughs> Every time. I never know what you're going to play. Oh! Is this because you were in New Orleans last week? Um, well, I, I mean... Has a little New Orleans flair to it. Well, yeah, I think the cantan- cantina, cantana, cantina. Wow, cantina. Ha- what? What? Cantina. Cantina. <laughs> there we go. On <laughs> Boss Isley. <laughs> yes, yes, on Boss Isley. Um, that's uh, <laughs> that's on Tantui. Yeah, okay, we oh, got wow. the resident expert. Wow, got the. Re- I am not prepared. So, I know, neither one of us are prepared for this today. <laughs> then I will take over. Yes, we got Dr. Marty in the house. You Guys, you, you know, if you don't know Dr. Marty, get to know Dr. Marty. But that was the uh, Star Wars Cantina Band Trap Remix. So, because uh, why not throw a little something out yeah. there? Yeah, Andrea, how's your heart? My heart's good, Seth. How about yours? Oh, wait, I'm supposed to tell you why my heart's good. I mean, usually, have you heard the show? <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's see. Yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a busy week. I, th- I say that every every time. Well, yeah, well, last week, like um, you were like working until eight o'clock yeah. every night and everything else like that. Did you get, at least get to take take a nap or anything this week? Well, I, so you remember last week, my not for me was that I had to be at my office at 5.30 on Monday morning because yeah. I was going to Temple for and, some training. And by the way, if you don't follow Andrea on all the socials, like she's posting pictures <laughs> first thing, 5.30 in the morning, yes. not for me. Not yeah. for me. Um but no, it was it was two great days um, of training. Uh, I'm I'm learning new things <laughs> that I'm feel wildly unprepared for. Um, but it was really great. I yeah. but I rode down uh, with three coworkers, male coworkers, and I was the only female in the car. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun for a couple of days. But then we got down there, and the the ratio kind of evened out, evened out a little bit, and so it was, it was better. But yeah, so it was uh, it was. Two long days of work on Monday and Tuesday, and then I did work until like seven on Thursday. But I I managed to leave work at a decent time on Friday, so oh, it was good. it was good. Things are progressing, and yeah. you know, this week I just had a thought because I was putting something off at work. I don't know if you ever do you ever do that procrastinate like something that you don't want to do. There's people who work for, at my company that might listen to this, so no, <laughs> so absolutely <Never>. not. <laughs> So I was putting something off at work um, uh, that I was just, I just knew it was going to be horrible. And I did it today and it was not as bad as I thought. So that was nice. That was a nice little surprise. Yeah, that's good. So how's your heart? It's good. It's good. Um, So where where did you go this week for work? Temple, Texas. Temple, Texas. So about how how long of a drive was that? Um, Well, at 530 in the morning on Martin Luther King Day, when there's no traffic, it was like an hour and 45. Oh, two hours. That's not bad at all. No, it wasn't bad. Occasionally, you know, you you know, I drive sometimes different Mm -hmm. places. So occasionally somebody will like, hey, let me ride with you. Or I say, hey, why don't you ride with me? And and we take a trip down to like Houston and it's four hours in the car. Mm -hmm. And you're messing up my flow because I'd usually just put in like a podcast and just listen. And now I got to like have a conversation mm-hmm. um, and it takes a special person to be able to, to make that happen. So, well, I am getting to go to Houston by myself. Um, well, if you're listening to this today, it comes out today. Um, I'm going down to Houston because uh, 
you may or may not know. Uh, you definitely know. I'm a wrestling I, fan. I do. Know. I do know. And uh, and <laughs> wait, what's happening? The Royal Rumble. Royal That's Rumble. Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Thirty men in a ring. Everybody gets sounds top, great. Top, top thrown over the top rope. <laughs> Both hit the floor. You're out. Last man standing gets to go to WrestleMania. They also do this for the women. So there's also there's two of these matches. So are uh, you attending both? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it, it all happens in the same evening. Okay, yeah, it's like one <laughs> one thing. I thought you were gonna say it all happens at the same time. I'm like, that's yeah. too much. No, no, too much to watch. Much I can't focus on, on anything. Um, and then we also have. Uh, I also I told you that there are some people that uh, at my work that that listen to the show, and one of those people has actually given you a gift. They've given me a gift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna grab. It oh real quick my, y'all! I'm scared. It is a magnet. <laughs> I love it. That says. Well, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, so, tell them thank you. I sure will. I, I sure hope they're will. listening right now. Thank you so much. There you go. I love gifts. Yeah. My birthday's coming up too. It is. Just it is. So. <laughs> wow. Do you like that little? I do. I do. That uh-huh. was good. All right. Um, and and I, you heard her at the top of the show, dropping that good Star Wars knowledge that all we're all going to need. We're all going to need. But Dr. Marty Williams is here. Hey, Dr. Marty, how are you? Hey, Seth and Andrea. Hey, Marty, we love you. I love you guys too. So, um, in uh, I, let's just tell let's just tell it like it is. Dr. Marty came up to me on a Sunday night after prayer meeting, and she was just like, "Why haven't you had me on your show yet?" And I was like, "I don't want to impose on my friends uh-huh. to be." especially someone of your caliber to be like, Hey, you want to come talk about some slapping it up? You know, <laughs> whatever we, whatever talk, we're talking about. we don't so know what we're talking the about. Truth. Yeah. I'm an over 50 year old female. Okay. So that's probably why you really didn't want me on. Here. Not, a, not no. true at all. No, like look, you look. should, you should look at our target demo. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea's mom listens. Yes. Andrea's mom listens. Um, I think that our, I feel like our, I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> Oh, you definitely are. I get in trouble every week. Every week. Um, You know, I I don't want uh, the demo of this podcast to be uh, men in their 30s who are me. You know, (laughs) so. Yeah. So, you know, we we try to open it up. We want variety. Yeah. So um, (laughs) let's start off by this because, you know, some people might be like, well, why, why is, why is this? this person named Dr. Marty Williams. Why is she on the show? So can you give us a little bit of your guestimony, like a little bit of your history, where, where you come from, all that? How long do we have? Like just real quick. I mean, you Did know. Did you say guestimony? Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I am one of the pastors at Bethesda Community Church and I'm the director of Bethesda School of Ministry. So every day I get to work with people who are significantly younger than myself and have a heart and passion to do full-time ministry. And along with some of the other pastors on staff, we train and equip and prepare them to do whatever it is that God's called them to do. Okay. Doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. And I saw the very first Star Wars when I was um, a junior in high school, and it had such a profound impact on my life because at that time, I love Star Trek. I really love Star Trek as much as I love Star Wars because Star Trek kind of started it all. But Star Wars, George Lucas was able to take our imagination and show it to us on a screen. And we've never been the same since. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, um, so what is your doctorate in? 
I have two. Okay. What are your doctorates in? <laughs> wow. I feel like I just totally got put in my place. <laughs> By the way, Seth. Uh, yeah. That would be the, doctorates with an S. Yeah. The, the joke in my family is that I've got enough degrees for all of us. Yeah. So I just, I just love school. I did my first in Old Testament okay. and with, with Hebrew in the background. And then I did my second one in systematic theology. Okay. So in other words, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. No, like, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> mm. See, that's that's a misconception about people who like do the whole PhD thing because at the end of all of that, the only thing that I knew for certain is that I didn't know very much of anything at all. Okay. But I also have have heard you speak enough that I know that if you're going to say something, you're going to have something to back it up. And you'll also be like, "I don't know." And we'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll pass true. that on to someone else. So Sure. All right. So, um, all right. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you just a couple, just a couple of questions. Cause I want to kind of get your feel for where we're at. Um, what do you think the church's role in pop culture should be? I don't know that necessarily the church should have any direct role in pop culture because it is the church's role to simply be mm-hmm. a reflection of the person of Jesus Christ and then let that inform pop culture. And not not like run in and jump into pop culture and try to influence from within, but to influence just from the position that we already have, which is in Christ. That's awesome. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, then, what about uh, what about this idea of Christian pop culture? Right. We have. I mean, that's kind of like the premise of this show, right? Like that. There's a lot of believers out there that are creating their own type of pop culture, mainly for believers. What 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 is your outlook on that? My understanding of Christian pop culture is that pop culture itself is just simply the current trends and ideas and being aware of everything that's going on around you politically, entertainment, education, and the list could go on and on. And so we had all better be somewhat of a pop culture Christian in that we need to be aware of everything that's going on around us, whether we participate in that or not, but to simply have an awareness of it. And I think... It's almost impossible to live, especially in American culture, and not have some of pop culture influence you. Because, I mean, like when we say, may the force be with you, (laughs) you would have to be living under a rock for the last 40 years to not connect that with Star Wars. And that is pop culture. And I think right now some of the most effective preachers are actually picking up on some of the terminology of pop culture and incorporating it into their sermons and not only informing an older generation, but actually grabbing hold of and pulling in the interest of a younger culture. That's good. And is there like a biblical precedent for that? Like, are we allowed to do that? Well, Paul himself was certainly well-versed on the cultures of his yeah. day and quoted from some of the more popular literature of his day. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, with that in mind, what kind of pop culture have you been consuming? What have you been watching? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek. Okay. And Picard. Okay. Came out. T- talk about Picard. Love. I've watched it three times. And okay. just it it was absolutely it was a very emotional movie for me or um series for me because I love Star Trek TNG, the next mm-hmm. generation. And it it brought all of those memories back to life. And I think what you kind of got the idea by the time Star Trek Nemesis came out. You kind of got the idea that Starfleet was not up and up anymore. Mm-hmm. And there were like little 
bits and pieces of that throughout Star Trek The Next Generation, where you would see that Star Trek, I'm not Star Trek, that Starfleet itself was under attack from the infrastructure, and it wasn't what it used to be. And then this new series just plays that out, that Starfleet itself is corrupt. Okay. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for CBS All Access. <laughs> to watch Picard. <laughs> so is it all out to where if I got the free trial that I could watch everything in the season right now? I'm. No. This is something I should already know. Only the first episode okay. has been released. Okay. So either I need to wait or I need a... A listener to, to help me out. Okay, did you see this? That I, okay, um, Patrick Stewart went on to the View. Uh, well, let, let's just actually watch what Captain Picard says. Something that I oh. need to bring up, oh. um, if that's okay. Yeah, please. Um, I'm here with a, a formal invitation, oh. and um, it's for you, Whoopi. Oh. Well, for me, um, Alex Kurtzman, who is the senior executive producer of Star Trek Picard, oh. and all of his oh. colleagues, of which I am one, want to invite you into the second season. Oh. There's, you know, standing ovation and everything else like that. So Whoopi, who was, I, I mean, she was in the original TNG, right? She was. The Next Generation, sorry. my. I might have watched this with my dad a little bit. Oh, oh, I totally did. It, okay. It brings such fond memories because my dad and I watched it every week. We watched The Next Generation, and it was absolutely one of our favorite shows to watch together. And my mom was never into any of it, so it was our thing. And my brothers, they, I mean, they probably occasionally watched it, but it was it was mine and my dad's thing, and it just it makes me smile just thinking about it. That's great. Well, well, thank you, Doctor. I'm going to keep talking about Star Trek for just one second because absolutely. Have you guys seen that they the the logo for the United States Space Force, which is a real thing? I can't believe I'm saying that. Have you seen the logo for it yet? I have not. All right, here we go. You ready? Oh, that looks familiar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It is essentially an exact ripoff of the Starfleet Command logo. Yep. Well, you know, uh, I mean, why fix something that's not broken? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great logo. It's a great logo. <laughs> Here's the deal. Star Wars happened a long time ago in a land far away, so it's history. Um, right? Is that how that works? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. And then so Star Trek, I mean, obviously is in the future. I feel mm -hmm. like I feel like this logo is the pivot point to get us there. So You know, something that's really interesting about this, my dad, who has gone home to be with the Lord, he was born in nineteen twenty five. And my dad told me that when he was a kid, they would read Flash Gordon comic books. And at one point, Flash Gordon comic books were forbidden to continue in print because some of the things that the creators of that comic was coming up with were things that they were actually working on in the lab oh, at that wow. point in time. And oh. that just kind of stirred up this idea in me that so much of what we see in science fiction stirs us up, stirs our mm -hmm. imagination up. I mean, think about the communicators that were used in the original series yeah. and how they look like those flip phones. And so, so much of the things that we move toward and aim toward have been inspired or stirred up within us through things like yeah. science fiction. I'd be remiss if I didn't play. I mean, I, 
feel like, I feel like we've we've gone too many weeks without mentioning Queen, so we might as well <laughs> we go ahead and bring them up. So there's that. Well, let's uh, let's hit some some other kind of high yeah. points from the news this week, and then we'll dive into into Star Wars. One thing that I will uh, point out is that I'm gonna we are gonna have you back whenever the Amazon series of Lord of the Rings comes out. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> because you were when when I was like, what do you want to talk about? Um, you might have gone into the Holy Trinity being represented in the Lord of the Rings. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I got back off. So, so I, like, I love it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that'll happen. But I also knew that the Amazon one was coming up and we're trying to stay a little bit more current. Mm-hmm. So whenever that one comes out and everybody starts getting mad about it, then we can, we can yeah. come back in and redo it. Well, Andre, did you see anything going on this week? Um, yeah. So I've got, a, I've got a couple of things that I want to, I want to touch on. Um, one, Kind of serious, and then a couple of funny things. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the which one do you want me to start with? Let's go with let's go with serious. Okay. Can I, wait, mm-hmm. listeners, is that okay? Can we go serious just for a few seconds, and then we'll get back to the funnies? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank you, listeners. That. Wow. Thank you. Um, we don't need to land here for very long. Um, I just want to mention that today was the March for Life 2020 yeah. in in Washington D.C. And I, it's so funny. We were just talking about Lord of the Rings, and this quote was tweeted out by. Uh, uh, boundless, which I've talked about before, and it's actually from it's a Lord of the Rings quote. It says, "Many that live deserve death, and some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them? Then do not be too eager to deal out death and judgment, for even the very wise cannot see all ends." And I just, you know, just thinking about that, praying about um, our country and all of the laws and all the things that the Supreme Court and, and Congress and, and the House are, are facing right now and dealing with and making judgments on and just praying that God moves in Washington, D.C. And um, I, I listened to a couple of speeches today that were made at the March for Life. And uh, this is a this is an issue that crosses um, boundaries, yeah. Democrat, Republican, independent, all of that. So um, anyway, in case you didn't know, that was happening today. President Trump did address the March for Life and and he was he's actually the first president in history to attend and you know he he said every baby I can't remember exactly how he said but every baby is created in the image of a holy god and I absolutely believe that. Yeah, that's so good. anyway, just thinking about that, keep it in your in your thoughts and and don't let it get too far from you. Yeah. Okay. That's the serious. All right. Now we're we ready for something f- yeah, for something let, funny. Let's do some fun. Um, okay, have you seen the uh, social media challenge that's going around that Dolly Parton started? No. <laughs> okay. How have I not seen I this? don't know. And I'm not saying go look at it because some of them are not appropriate. Um, but basically, you take, uh, you take, there are four boxes and you have your LinkedIn picture, you have your Facebook picture, you have your Instagram picture, and then you have your Tinder picture. Well, I don't even have one of those. So. Right. Well, that's the funny thing. So uh, also from Boundless, the producer of their podcast uh, posted hers and it's her LinkedIn picture, her Facebook picture, her Instagram picture, and then her Tinder picture just says no. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the way. It just that's, cracked me up when I saw it. That's the way it should be. Yes. It was so funny to me because um, I've been seeing these on, on Instagram uh today yesterday and today and uh some of them are really funny and then this one just really took it to a new level well and i'll just say like i'm a fan of i'm a fan of dolly everybody i think knows that and i and i think that her little little four-way picture we pulled it up i i I, it's it's It's, adorable it is it's It's funny 
It's just adorable. And, mo- and most of them are. Just occasionally some people have taken it to a point where it probably shouldn't go. But yeah. that one from Boundless made me laugh. That's awesome. Um, okay. Uh oh! I don't like that look. Are we ready for I, this? No, I don't think that we are because you. I've only seen that look like three times. <laughs> okay, something happened this week, and I feel like it's going to be an attack on me. No. Okay. No. Okay. Not at all. Something happened this week, and <laughs> I. So I saw this picture, and it's of Obi Wan Kenobi, uh-huh. which seemed appropriate, and it says, "I felt a great disturbance in the Force," and then the next line. They adjusted a little bit. It said, as if millions of Christian girls suddenly cried out in terror, Tim Tebow got married this week. He did. And you know there are girls whose hearts are actually broken because they thought, I'm going to meet Tim. He's going to fall in love with me and he's going to marry me because he is a good-looking Christian NFL player, former NFL player, whatever. And they they thought. They actually thought. And so anyway... There was a disturbance in the force this week, <laughs> and Tim Tebow is now married. He's off the market, so I'm very sorry. So, um, so did you see who he actually married? Uh, no, I don't remember her name. Uh, it's I don't know her name either. I don't. I mean, I know that she has value and worth as a human, but <laughs> I get that. I just don't know her name. I just know that she was 2017 Miss Universe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, pageant winner. Yeah, and yeah, then she's, also she's beautiful. It. I don't know. I, I did see that they served a bunch of keto friendly dishes at his wedding. You know, I mean, because why not? Why not? I ain't going to the wedding, so it's all right. You, so right. Don't you guys see a problem there? I mean, why would you want to marry someone so that their name is the only name anyone remembers? Right. Mm. I mean, it's like she's just arm candy. I mean, I'm sure she's more than that to him, but. You know, the, they don't even give her name. They just give the fact that she was Miss Universe in 2017. All right. I had to, I had to do three clicks in. Um, Demi Lee Nell Peters. I think the reason nobody knows her name is because she got four of them. It's too long. <laughs> I mean, mine's Seth Johnson. It's pretty easy. I got a third one, but no, like people will say it, but only I've, I'm in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like Demi Lee Nell Peters. <laughs> Demi Lee. Did, That's an interesting name. She she might be from Florida with all them <laughs> other gators down there. I'm so, Demi Lee. I love that. All right. That's awesome. Anyway. So uh, there you have it. Uh, what else do I have? Well, we talked about her because on Overcomer last week, we talked about Pris, uh, Priscilla Schreier. She actually had a um, procedure done. She had lung surgery this what? week. Yeah. Apparently there were some... Uh, a nodule on one of the lobes of her lung and she had surgery and everything's fine. She came out great, but I just thought that I saw that headline and we were just talking about her from overcomer last week. Wow. That's crazy. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a sad thing, but it's, I mean, I I have to, because I feel like a, like a burden to do it. So if that's okay, by the way, that's a Christianese phrase. We'll talk about another time. (laughs) I feel a burden. Um, So the autopsy results came out of Toby Max. Yes, son. I saw that. Um, and it was an accidental overdose of opioids. Now, I've worked for laboratories that test for drugs of abuse. Um, I, I've had my hand in a lot of interesting um, communities that where, where I've seen this kind of stuff happen. But specifically, the drug that he was taking was it was a combination, but one of them was fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, fentanyl, like a little bit, will will take care of you. And a, just a smidge more will kill you. 
if you uh, if you do ever watch like if you watch like Ozark um, season two of Ozark, whenever somebody went in and like like tried to lace the heroin, they they lace it with fentanyl, and that's what what's what mostly when people die of like a heroin overdose, they they're not dying of a heroin overdose, they're dying of something that it's been laced with, yeah. and specifically fentanyl because you can. It's a lot cheaper. You can make more money whenever you use it. So um, that's not what he did. He wasn't using heroin. This was an accidental thing. But if you know of anybody that is is using these kinds of medications, please, please, please do everything you can to help them. Get into pain management. Do anything else like that. There is there is hope on the other side, and that is never been. Um, more true than uh, an article that came out this week from Timberland. I saw this now. If do you know who Timberland is, Doctor Marnie? I do not. Okay, you do you know who I he do. is? I do. He he hasn't been in the forefront for a while. Well, no, and no. the reason is because he's been getting his life right. Yeah. And so, heck yeah, for Timberland, he is a uh, he is a record producer, and so um, he did a lot of work with Justin Timberlake, with One Republic, and and some other bands like that. And so um, he he's a producer, but he was uh, he was actually addicted to opioids, and he gave an article, uh, an interview this week. Um, he was actually on like Oxy and Percocet and the, the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, just said like, this was the path that God chose for me. Like God was rebuilding my character. Uh, he has me under construction. Like he's still working on me, but he gave all, all responsibility and glory for the, the, the transformation in his life he gave to God. And, you know, I just want to say like congrats, and I and I'm hoping that he gets back in the studio soon because yeah. that cat makes some amazing yeah, he's music. He's incredibly talented. So, um, so so that's really good. Let me see. Um, uh, also, Kirk Franklin is going to be singing at the Grammys, um, tonight. Oh. It's like this yeah. today when it comes out. He, he's part of a of a big ensemble that's doing a tribute for uh, a hip hop artist who has passed away, mm-hmm. and so he's um he's singing with. A bunch of people. I mean, he's singing with uh, uh, DJ Khaled, uh, John Legend. I thought I was going to say John Mayer. Definitely not. Uh, Meek Mill, Roddy Rich, YG. So it's like, you know, just some other people. From what I'm seeing, I think Mm -hmm. he's the only like Christian artist as part of this. Um, But this hip hop artist was known for like reaching out to the community and doing good. So it's very cool. Yeah. I I found, I I looked up, uh, his name is Nipsey hustle is the artist. Uh, I tried to look up to see, Hey, can we play any of his music? And they all had the little explicit tabs. So (laughs) So, no, not going to do it. Cause I don't feel like bleeping that stuff out. (laughs) Just be honest with you. Um, and then we were going to go over some new music, but let's not, how about we'll play one at the end. If we don't have something that's, that's phenomenal. Okay. All right. Deep cleansing breath. Dr. Marty, get ready. Is every I mean, is everybody ready? Yes. yes. All right. So we're gonna talk about um, specifically the rise of Skywalker. Yes. But we can also kind of talk about all Star Wars things in general. So I don't know. Uh, Dr. Marty, I'm just gonna let you start. What do you think of the movie? I did not like the movie. Oh, shots fired. I I was so disappointed. I was hoping. (laughs) (laughs) I was so wanting there to be um, some closure to some questions and some themes and ideas that have been brought up. And what it felt like to me is that 
the whole movie was made to try to cater to everything and everybody. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of ended up not satisfying too many of anybody. Yeah. And so, but with that said, there were certain elements of the movie that really I I did love. I'm I'm not going to say I, when the movie comes out, I will be one of the first people to, to buy it and I will probably watch it over and over again. Um, the only Star Wars that I just can't quite handle is the one with Jar Jar Binks. Uh, of course. I, it, so Everybody feels that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, no, that's not true. That's not true at all. Like, I have people that will fight me over this. Here's the thing. So people who are just a smidge younger than you and I, when, like, like in their late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. they grew up with the prequels yeah. coming out in theater. So that's what they think of when they think of Star, of Star Wars. Wars yeah. They don't think of episode four, five, and six. They think of episode one, two, three. They, like the Phantom Menace is like the thing, right? So I am currently um, showing, I, I think, you know, at the end of last year, I showed our daughter all of the Avenger movies, mm-hmm. all 23 or 22 or whatever it was. It was forever. It took forever, but it was a cool little bonding time for, for both of us and, a lot of me saying those are grown up words. You can't say them um, with Star Wars. <laughs> I'm introducing this to my son and Jill's watching a little bit, but we literally started with episode four yeah. and that's all we watched for a month. You have to live with episode four for a little while. When we saw episode five and they finally realized, oh, my goodness, spoiler alert <laughs> for a movie that came out. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and say it. There are going to be some spoilers today. Absolutely. That like Darth Vader is Luke's father. What? It blew their minds. And, and so we were just staying there. So here's the order from this is, this is my order of how I'm going to show the kids four, five, six. Then we're going to go to YouTube and we're going to watch the speed racer scene from Phantom Menace. And we're going to watch the Darth Maul fight scene from Phantom Menace. And then we're just going to skip straight to episode two, three, then we'll go on seven, eight, nine. Is is that an acceptable order? It is. Okay. I've I've watched Star Wars in every order imaginable. Okay. Four, five, six, and one, two, three, and then eight, nine, and uh, seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. And then I've like done them in order. And now with the release of Rogue One and um, Han Solo, I've put those in chronological order and went back and watched them. Yeah. There is maybe it's because. Four, five, and six were the first three that I was ever introduced to, and it was unlike anything we'd ever seen before. I have a special place in my heart, and all the subsequent episodes of Star Wars fall short of four, five, and six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can. I get it. Absolutely. Um, what do you think the downfall in the prequels was? I think it felt like they were playing to the 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 populace to sell toys mm. and they weren't like keeping true to the to the Star Wars theme and idea and just it was cheesy yeah in so many places just cheesy everything from the pod, the pod racer was okay but even that some of that was cheesy and some of the acting was less than stellar well go ahead. which is well I was just gonna say that's kind of funny because sometimes when you look back and watch the originals. You you can you can kind of step back and say okay some of the acting in this is however it works 
It did. You and, know what I'm four, saying? Four, five, and it, six, it worked. Works. You better be careful where you're. No, stepping. I know. I know where I'm going. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm being careful. But no, it. It. It does. Like you can. You can watch it and you can understand because there. There have been parodies of Star Wars, the original Star Wars, four, five, and six, and all this stuff. And so you can understand how they exaggerated a little bit yeah. to get to the the parody. But it just. It. It just worked, and I think everyone who who watched five and heard that Darth Vader was yeah their father was just it it is a pivotal moment yeah for anyone who watched those it is even now I've only seen that episode over a hundred times and there's no exaggeration I have entire lines from episode five memorized, memorized. It's great. even no matter how many times I see it when Darth Vader says did Obi-Wan ever tell you who your father was and he said, Luke, I'm your father. I still love it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, I have a buddy of mine who was showing his kids the movies and was doing them in the, what I feel is the proper order, four, five, six. But he watched all of episode one. And his kids were probably, you know, six, seven, right, right around that age. And everything that Jar Jar did, they laughed at. And he just like was like, it killed him inside. That, <laughs> Don't, don't you dare think that they're funny. He is not, he is funny. not funny. So I have um, I started watching whenever Disney Plus came out. I started watching the Clone Wars and, and watching the series. And I am I am more convinced than ever that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Everything that he does, he destroys. And like he he's never helpful. Like if he's helpful, it's by accident. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty sure that he's a, he's a dark Sith. I read like a 12 page article. <laughs> That some guy wrote proving that Jar Jar Binks was a Sith Lord. I love it. He convinced me. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it. When when Palpatine was wanting to um, get a vote of no confidence for the senator before him. Who does it? It's Jar Jar Binks. It's Jar Jar. So every time there's like this evil cloud that comes over uh -huh. the star Jar Jar is in the middle of it. I mean, that's why in episode nine, I would have I would have actually been furious and amazed and felt awesome if like it was Jar Jar that came out and he was just like Misa on the dark side and I'd be like yes yes oh I would have loved it all right so um of, okay so we talked about the original we talked about the prequels the 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 last three the the sequels um how have you felt about them up until this point when I went to see um the first one, yeah. I, my husband, who is not a Star Wars fan, we were living in Virginia at the time, and I kept telling him, we've got to get to the theater because we won't get in if we don't go. And he's like, seriously? It's an hour before that movie starts. And I'm like, I'm leaving right now with or without <laughs> you. And he went with me, and he was shocked that the lines were all the way out of the theater. And so we got in, and it started with in a, in a galaxy far, far away. Sure. I started crying because it had such a profound emotional. Mm -hmm. I thought that um, The Force Awakens was brilliant. <laughs> yes. Sorry, we're playing it again. Man. <laughs> I'm not even afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Daisy Ridley was a perfect cast mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. I was thrilled to see them bring a female mm -hmm. into the main character and um, to develop our understanding of the Force even more i thought i thought that was i thought that was brilliant the force awakens i loved it all right have you seen all the films andrea 
Um, By the I, way, it's a fair question. It is a fair question. <laughs> um, and I have seen the originals, okay. four, five, and six. I have not seen the prequels all the way. I have not sat down and watched all three of them just from start to finish. Sure. So I am not as familiar with those. And then I have seen um, uh, seven, eight, and nine and Rogue One. I okay. haven't seen Han Solo yet. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure because mm-hmm. I was like, she sure is quiet about these prequels. But now, okay, so what? Listen, y'all, I am a little bit out of my depth here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of cracking me up <laughs> just a little bit. Well, So, so what, I'm just enjoying the uh, watching and yeah, listening. You're like, oh. Oh, wow. Okay. They're going to nerd out for a bit. Gotcha. Well, okay. Just from a, from not a nerd level, but just a mm-hmm. cursory level, what what did you think of the, the last three? Um, I, actually, I love them. Yeah. Uh, my parents and I went to see all three of them in the theater. Um, and in fact, we saw this last one on Christmas Day. And I, I really enjoyed them. Why are you laughing? No, I mean, there's no better way to celebrate baby Jesus. I'm just saying. I mean, we didn't have anything else to do. We didn't have Christmas with my brothers till the next day. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go see a movie. Right. Um, and ha- I had pizza for Christmas dinner. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just go. You go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so does she do this often? Anytime? Uh-huh. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I will say about Rise of Skywalker yes. that really kind of captured my heart and imagination, you've got, if you'll remember in the previous Star Wars, you've got Luke trying to protect this Jedi library. Right. And so Yoda sets it on fire and Luke is like all upset about it. And Yoda said, so have you ever read any of these books? And Luke said, no, but they're precious. They contain all the Jedi truths and secrets and, and such, but I've never read them. And then you see Ray, and Luke has already like become a force ghost by this time. Sure. And so you see Ray. Ray has actually read the books. Yeah. And the thing that really connected for me is how many people have their Bible and they say they believe it. They say that they've based their faith and their eternal destiny on the book, but they've never read the book. That's good. And so they That'll can't. That'll preach, Marty. I'm telling you, I will have to try that. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who's listening, I am accused that every time I preach at our church, I somehow get a Star Wars, a Lord of the Rings quote in somewhere. And That's it's an, fine. It's an exceptional Sunday when I can put both of them in there. It's very exceptional. Nothing wrong with that at all. Notice how she didn't say Star Trek because I don't know. Okay. <laughs> there there are some there are some good Star Trek quotes. So that that that's that's awesome. What what other kind of spiritual takeaways did you have from that from when she faced the emperor? She didn't face him alone. She faced him with like this entire Jedi army behind her. And while we don't have a Jedi army, we do have like the empowering presence of God so that wherever we go and whatever we do, it's not just us. We are not alone. And we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, those saints who have gone on before us. And so that, that really kind of resonated with me as well. That's good. What? so, so can we talk about just like the theology of star Wars just in general for a minute? Can we do that for just a minute? I mean, <laughs> As long as you need, as long as you need, as long as you need. So what, um, you know, 
all of a sudden in episode one, we get introduced to like midichlorians and virgin births and all this other kind of stuff that bring balance to the force and the good and the dark have to coincide. And there's some Taoism there that's like crazy. So, I mean, like where, where do you, like, where do we stand as Christians? Is this something that we can receive? Is it something that we should try to redeem or is it something we should reject? I have rejected that because it's almost like whoever wrote Star Wars one, uh, George Lucas, and probably he had some people helping him with that. It's almost as though they were trying to combine all the major religions of the world mm -hmm. and pull them together into one. And so that's, by the way, is smart marketing. I guess it is. Yeah. Because with, with Shami Skywalker and she said, there is no father. I was just pregnant with with this child and they never resolve that mm -hmm. by the way and i was looking for a resolution to that in the in the last episode and it was disappointing so that i just don't think that we can try to parallel our understanding of the virgin birth and the incarnation of jesus with the birth of Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Do you think that um for the writers and producers of that film that that they were trying to do that and they just lack a very basic understanding or uh, do you think that that's what they were going for? Like trying to parallel and just failed because they don't really know uh, the truth about who Jesus is and, and his, his, you know. I think that what they were trying to do is without any experiential understanding of Christianity and having a faith encounter with Jesus for themselves, they were trying somehow to take the virgin birth and put it into the realm of mythology to in some way undo the historical reality of that event. So what about the other type of, uh, you know, the other pieces of, of, you know, spiritualism that happen in, in this world, right? Um, what parts can we receive? What parts should we redeem? And other than, you know, this weird kind of midichlorian virgin birth thing, like what, what other parts should we reject altogether? I think, Whenever you watch science fiction or fantasy, you, you have to be aware that, that these are the creations of human imagination, and they are not historical, they are not factual, they are just built on human imagination. And while there might be some things that you can take from any of these and apply, to, apply them spiritually, you can't parallel Lord of the Rings with Jesus. You can't take Star Wars and hold it to Jesus. There are some spiritual truths that are that are embedded in there. Um, like, like, for instance, when um, Luke is being trained uh, as a as a Padawan by Yoda, mm -hmm. and he is trying to get his X wing out of the swamp. <laughs> and he tries and then he fails. And then Yoda says, there is no try. Mm -hmm. You know, you, 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 do or being, do not. Do or do not. There, there is, is no, no try. try. And then Luke said, I don't believe it. And then Yoda says, and that is exactly why you failed. Wow. That that's that's a powerful statement that when you connect that to our faith, that so many times we have the opportunity to step out and to exercise faith. Maybe not to pull, you know, X Wing fighters out of a swamp <laughs> or something like that. But to just exercise our faith. I don't know. And, mustard and seed <laughs> mountains. I don't know. Jesus talked crazy like it's that there. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there is a definite point that we do not step out in the faith that is ours. Mm -hmm. That's good. 
So my mom and I were actually discussing our episode where we talk about the underlying theology of Frozen 2. Yeah. That is there or not there, whatever you think. We were talking about this on Saturday and I said, I said, you know, I think that often when we see parallels in movies, secular movies that are created by the world, because I said that for me in Frozen 2, and I think there's some of this in Star Wars, not to compare Frozen and Star Wars, but... um there's this underlying desire for purpose. The world, people want to believe that they have purpose, that they have a higher purpose, that they're important, that they're worthy, that they're valuable. And um, they're calling out, they, their spirit's calling out, but they don't know what they're calling out for. And they can hear, um, they can hear God <laughs> calling for them, but they don't recognize it because they don't know that that's what it is. And so they hear, like in Frozen, she hears a voice. And I would say that that's the underlying theology of Frozen is that she hears a voice that's calling her to her destiny. And um, that's what people want. And so they don't know how to express it because they don't know what it is. And so they're just, um, they're creating it the very best that they can with what they know, but they don't actually um, have enough understanding um, of of what that is and and who it is that's calling them and who it is that gives their life purpose and and destiny and all of those things. One of the things you have to remember, especially with Star Wars and the whole concept of the Force, it's spirituality without morality. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, say that again. It is spirituality without morality. Yeah. Which within itself is kind of the whole new spiritism mm -hmm. that that's kind of just flooded in to our culture. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we did talk about also on that first, the first time that we had like a non-Christian pop culture thing was Frozen 2, right? <laughs> and one of the things that was brought up then was that typically entertainment is trying to answer questions that culture is asking. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it, with that kind of in mind, what questions do you think um, The Rise of Skywalker is trying to answer that uh, that that culture is asking? I think there's several things that it that it's appealing to. You have Ray, who is, I guess, spoiler alert. If you've not seen <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker, do not listen to this. But Ray is the is the granddaughter of Palpatine. And yet she is overcoming that from which she was born into. Luke is doing the same thing when he finds out that Darth Vader is his father. I think pop culture culture in general is looking to overcome and to be better than what it came from. That's good. And yeah. so I think I think you've got that element at work. I think also you see you see parenting issues. Luke had no parents. Um, Ray had no parents. And so you see this whole family dynamic, this whole dysfunctional family dynamic, and yet both Luke and Ray are able to rise above the dysfunction and the lack of parenting and to actually become legends or heroes i think also there is this too much mm -mm. No, okay. no 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 i think i think also people are looking for there there is within all of us we are body soul and spirit we feed our bodies with food and we feed our souls with entertainment and conversation but our spirit goes hungry and so we're looking to feed our spirit. And if we're not feeding our spirit on that which is legitimate, then we will be drawn to that which is not legitimate. And so I think the whole Star Wars series in general is trying to stir up a spiritual hunger 
and satisfy that spiritual hunger through this imagination science fiction context in a galaxy far, far away. And so I, I see it really being appealing on all of that. And also with with the whole Star Wars universe, anybody can be special. Yeah, that's good. And so I think we all want to be special. Also in this movie, um, Ray and Ben get to have some kissy time. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At the end of that movie, my mom and I are sitting next to each other and we're like, it kind of it made me a little emotional. You Anybody else feel that Did way? you tear up at, 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 at kissy time? Not at necessarily, like not at kissy time, that whole, that whole sequence. Okay. The whole thing. The whole, that whole last part. Let me give you my life. No, I'll give you my life. That whole thing that, that, that happened. Very Romeo Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was. I, <clears throat> I'm afraid to say too much because I'm afraid that I'm going to step in it. And then like well, you here, and Marty are going to, no. are going to let me know that I'm wrong. No, no, no. Here, so. no, no, no. First of all, you, you know, <laughs> this is a hammock of safety. <laughs> is it though? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't take the bait. I know, right? <laughs> I will ne- never, I'll never twist anything that you say. Never. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Okay, let me try again. <clears throat> I'll never twist anything you say. Can't even get it out. So, no, I'll never twist anything that you say. I mean, we're, we're, here's, here's the thing. With this movie, there is no way we're, we are going to be able to make everybody happy in just the conversation of it, right? Oh, yeah. Because people feel really passionate about this movie one True. way or the other. And some people hated it and some people loved it and some some people appreciate the fan service. Some people see all the plot holes. Yeah, guys, we see them too. This is not that's this isn't that podcast. <laughs> this isn't what that's supposed to be. We're not going to be talking about where where that lightsaber come from. We're not going to we're we're not going. Well, we might actually raise a raise a flag for Rose and find out why she wasn't in this movie. But um, I mean, other than like, come on, she was an, she was an eight so much. But that's beside the point. We're not getting into that. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is like we. When we're looking at things that are explicitly not Christian pop culture on this show, it's to see what our response as Christians should be. And and can we can we watch this and can we enjoy it? Do we is this something that we should probably avoid altogether? And um and so and then also talk about like how does it actually affect us and how can we help have these kinds of conversations um outside of uh outside of the church and still be able to like relate to people on a spiritual level that's kind of the the general idea with that in mind you are in a safe place because we are going to make somebody mad just by what we do talk about what we don't talk about so i mean anything you got to say bring it right now <laughs> Listen, I was listening to last week's episode and you yelled at me when I went to, when I wanted to not say what I was going to say. Do you remember that? Um, are, that might have been in the outtakes. <laughs> oh, okay. You might have to cut that part too. Okay. No, that's fine. I want people excited about outtakes. So, back to the kissy scene. <laughs> back. This. So, back. <laughs> so, back to the kissy scene. So, don't you guys think there had always been that tension between oh, oh, every time the whole time and and even when they when they brought um fn218 into the scene you kind of knew that that was always just like a friendship deal mm-hmm. because as soon as kylo ren enters in there is this immediate tension yeah between yes. he and ray and i thought i thought that was maybe a fitting end for their relationship mm-hmm. that that whole unrequited love mm-hmm. kind of thing and then just the way it ended but I, I was actually okay with that. Yeah, I was too. I, I, 
I didn't expect uh, that relationship to have a happy ending, but there it was definitely there was a tension there that I thought needed to play out, but I knew I knew it wasn't going to have a happy ending. That right. it just it couldn't. There's it, just no way it could. No. It was doomed from the beginning. So, so we've we've kind of looked at it from a spiritual standpoint on, you know, Luke's side and Ray's side, but also there is this story that says it doesn't matter how far you've gone to the dark side, you're still not beyond redemption. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Anakin goes far into the dark side, becomes Darth Vader, becomes the thing. It, you know, he becomes the thing that when we hear this music, we get scared, you know? And then all of a sudden, like he's... He's redeemed at the end. Right. Um, Kylo Ren, who definitely is just, all he wants to do is follow in Darth Vader's footsteps. That's all he wants to do. And then at the end, you see that he he says, no, I'm not going to take on the name that's been given to me. I'm going to go back to my heritage. I'm going to go back to who I truly am. So it's not just if you came from nothing that you have, you can be redeemed, but also even if you're in the darkness, you can still be redeemed into, into light. It seemed like the character of Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, I don't think he was ever completely sold out to the dark side, that there was always like this tension or the struggle going on always with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was never sold out. And even, even um, the emperor uh, was able to say to him, even after he had killed his father, it's like it has split your soul in two. Mm-hmm. And what do you guys think about the helmet or the the mask that he had on and the light coming out of the mask? Did you guys catch that with Kylo? To me, I, I didn't catch anything now that you're talking about it. But I mean, it just seemed like it was welded back together with like gold or something along those mm-hmm. lines. So something that I, I read on... I cannot believe I'm saying this. I actually read like different people's reports on on things and the the mask. I mean, you was, have two doctorates. We are expecting you to read from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's about Star Wars. I know. There is a Japanese art form called uh Kintsu. Yes. And what they do is like they take like really precious pieces of pottery and if they're broken, they'll put them back together with gold, and actually, the the broken piece becomes more valuable yeah. because right. it's being put back together with the gold. And so, this particular writer said that that what they were thinking is that the the helmet being put back together because it was broken, being put back together, that now the force in Kylo is penetrating and showing through that, and so it actually has more value and. Wow. To, to simply say, and now I'm going to take that and I'm going to put a Christian spin on it. That is the purpose of this show. Listen, <laughs> if you're like, hey, stop with all the spiritual talk, you're you're listening to the wrong show. That's, that's, that's just, you're just listening to the wrong one. Go ahead. So the spiritual spin on that is that we are all broken human beings at at on our best day, in our best best moment, we are still broken human beings. But yet in our brokenness, that's when the light and life of Christ can flow and show through us the best. We become more valuable in our brokenness than we would ever be without that. Because it's we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the mm-hmm. excellency of the power can be of God and not of us. And so that that just that spoke that's another part of the movie that really spoke to me so what about the scene where they know that there's a spy in the first order and then it comes out that it's general hux but he's doing it he's spying and he's providing 
information and intel, but he's not doing it for the right reasons. Right. When he says, I don't care if you win or not, I just don't want him to win. That, the guy just didn't get it. Mm -mm. All of his scenes for me, I just, I hated that guy. He was just the worst. Oh, yeah. From from the first time you see him, you're like, oh, <laughs> this dude. This dude. He's terrible. Yeah. I, anyway. I, I see that in uh, in American politics a lot, is that it's not about who, whether or not you're right and whether or not you want to win. or It's just like so many times, I think, I think especially the last at least four presidential elections, nobody actually voted for somebody. Voting it was voting against. against the other one, maybe mm -hmm. with the exception of Obama's first term. Like, it seems like everybody was just like, who are we going to vote against? Yeah. You know, I mean, and so that that's one of those things where it's like, I think that if we um, could actually get behind something that actually matters and we stop focusing on who we're going to try to fight against and we mm -hmm. actually go towards something, we'll probably be in a better spot. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to end up like Hux. You know? Yeah. Well, that was the power of the Rebel Alliance mm -hmm. is that they were fighting for something bigger than themselves. And so they could fight and not not even consider the fact that they could lose their lives, because mm -hmm. as far as they were concerned, it was worth risking their lives for what they were for what they stood for. Awesome. And then you got you have someone like Hux and he's not really thinking about the future or anyone but himself. And it's like, how can I up my position? How can I get rid of Kylo Ren so that I can be the master of this universe? So opposite of uh, Laura Dern's character where she stays back. She doesn't bring any attention to the fact that she's she's not going to make it. And she knew she wasn't going to make it. Um, and it took everyone else a little while to like yeah. to realize. Um, but she was just she's like, I'm just doing this because it's the only way for the good side to win right. for the the good the rebels to win. So so opposite of that of. Hux's thoughts. Well, it's true that if you if you leave the enemy to his own devices, his camp will turn on each other and devour each other. Yeah, that's yeah. good. All right, final thoughts. Any anything else from this movie that you wanted to bring up, either one of you, lovely ladies, Doctor Marty? I can't think of anything else. I think I think we've pretty much touched on everything yeah I, i'll say that the uh the the lightsaber battle on the uh, uh on the second death star that was like crashed like that was awesome that like was just awesome. just visually that looked cool yeah um it was very cool very well done visually i i felt i, I really enjoyed the the music was amazing the the, vis the visual yeah. was amazing my only Real problem was the storyline and just trying to put too much in and not answer some of the important questions. Yeah. That's why Disney owns this and the, they can keep answering those questions until Jesus comes back. So, um, all right. Well, if that's it, then uh, you guys ready to maybe check into the bee? Let's do it. All right. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! All right, here we go. I love this headline. Being outraged by stupid nonsense replaces baseball as national pastime. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> baseball has long been considered the national pastime in the United States, but many modern audiences now believe the sport is too slow moving to be enjoyable since the sport takes a modicum of effort to follow and understand. Now survey shows that Americans' favorite entertainment is the much faster moving and varied entertainment of getting mad at stupid nonsense they read about online. Recreational outrage. Oh, I'm so tired of it. Uh, that's the bee. Oh, no, not the bees! 
Not a beast! Ah! All right. So in that light of of the bee, I found this uh, this little cartoon this week. Um, you got two people looking at each other, and one of them says, "Man." I love the rise of Skywalker. No, the person says, really? Wow. I didn't care for it at all. And then all of a sudden he goes, I can see how one might not. And I respect your opinion. And I'm glad you found joy in it. And you see somebody in the background just screaming. That's not how it works. It's just <laughs> well, in the previous panel, that guy in the background is he's smiling. Cause he's waiting for the, uh, the knockdown drag out yeah. for this argument. It's pretty great. So, um, so funny. You know, I mean, and let's just be honest, like Rotten Tomatoes gave this one like 52%. Audience stores gave it like 86%. And and I don't think anybody gave it 100%. I mean, somebody found com- complaints with it. But guys, if you like it, you like it. And that's yeah. okay. You can it's just really be fine. like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, all right, Andrea, what's your, what's your not for me this week? Um, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it. Um, and thinking about recreational outrage. And you know what's not for me? What's up? All of those pictures on Facebook that start with, I'm such a pretty little whatever, but no one won't even share. No one will even share my picture. I bet I won't get one like. I bet I won't get one share. And then people share it because they feel guilted into it. That's not for me. Don't do it. Yeah. Listen, if we're going to talk about things that people put online that drive me crazy. (laughs) We could be here all night. I know, but this like is so specific. Yeah. I just, when I see the, I can't even get one like, you know, I'm such a cute little puppy dog and no one will even share my picture. And you know know what? The person that started that doesn't own that dog. That's not their dog. No, no, no. That's a, that's a Getty image. Yes. And what they're trying to do is get you to share the picture. Let me just, okay, let me just break it down for you. They want you to share the picture because for every share they get, they end up in more people's news feeds and then other people click on it and then they end up in more. And you know what? You're not helping anybody. No. Except for the bad people who do things like that. Hey, real quick, Andrea. Um, We probably need a little bit more interaction as far as social media and people. Should we do something like this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to share a Dropping Sunday And I bet nobody else will share it. I'm going to look real sad and I'm going to say no one will even share my picture or comment on it or like it. Will you help me? And see if that helps. It probably won't. I think that what you should do is say, if you'll share this picture and this page with 10 other people. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, first we of try. all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, let me just say, I mean, we can give shout outs. If you want to go and start being an evangelist for t- right. Dropping Sunday, we'll shout you out on the show. Yeah, totally. I, well, listen, I'll let you come sit in. I ain't, I ain't even scared. <laughs> Maybe I won't do that, as a matter mm. of fact. Maybe I should ask. Maybe I should ask you off mic before I start offering. Depends on who it is. That's fair. Right. That's fair. <laughs> Marty's welcome anytime. Always, always. Seth, what's your not for me? Well, my not for me is something that's actually making me really sad. Found out um, today that uh, my my oldest dog, who is eleven and a half years old, uh, has a congestive heart failure, and it's just listen. I'm, I don't mean to bring the mood down, and I'm sorry. But, right. but it's just one of those things where uh, we just got our other dog fixed. <laughs> and I don't mean like fixed. I mean, like she had major orthopedic, yes. yeah, major orthopedic surgery. And we've had like months of rehab and we, we like 
literally at the beginning of this week Mm -hmm. got the all clear from the doctor that she can like be a puppy again so we were all excited and then you know at the end of this week here we are and we're having to be like huh yeah let's start this whole thing so say what i said pets are expensive yeah like i feel like (laughs) i feel like i I went into the wrong business (laughs) i know i should have been a veterinarian (laughs) did i say that right veterinarian how do you say that works for me Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Sure. The rest of the show is just us trying to figure out veterinarian. Veterinarian. That's it. You just did it. I did it? You did it. Okay, okay. Well, we'll just clip that and do it over and over again. Hold on. How's it spelled? Do you want me to spell it for you? We're doing a full segment on veterinarian. Yeah, but there's an E in there. Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Hmm. All right, guys, let us know how it's pronounced. (laughs) Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Dr. Marty, do you have a knot for me this week? I can't think of one. Okay, most of the time I can't either. See, I can't think, I can think of some, but they are not for public. For public. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, now, okay, well, then let's hypothetically, if someone had one, what would it be? Not Dr. Marty, obviously. I mean. No, never. (laughs) Okay. So, like, (laughs) I am in that wonderful phase of life called middle age. Okay. And I see other gals that are, like, my age, and they're doing wigs. I mean, like, I, I thought wigs were something that, like, died with the 60s. And so wigs are like making this huge comeback. Mm-hmm. Not for me. And see, that's the exact point of what this segment is. It can be great for everybody else. Right. And you're not passing on any judgment not a bit. to anyone else. But for you, you're probably not going to go to a wig store. Probably not. Um, I got a buddy of mine and uh, <laughs> he said, this is a phrase I never thought I'd say. Um, I just took my wife's hair to the salon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, yeah, that's, I wouldn't expect to say that either. (laughs) That's a different one. All right, guys, we're going to bring it down here at the end. It's going to be our church helpers from anonymous pastors. All right, here it is. You ready? If you would just listen to what I've been trying to say to you. I could save you so much money in counseling. Now, that's not saying that counseling's bad. I'm nope. not saying any nope. of that. No, no, but not, not at all. But, but I mean, some, it's needed. And listen, listen, I'm, I'm king therapy over here. <laughs> that's how it makes me feel. And, and so, but I'm just saying, like, also, like, y- your pastor's trying to help you out. Like, stop fighting the man or woman so stinking hard. Yes. Like, listen to what Don't ask saying. for advice and then completely ignored and then wonder why your life is messed up they tried to help you yeah or what about this all the therapy in the world will not deal with sin until you repent Ooh. Whoa. Come on, pastor doctor <laughs> y'all see like there is fire coming out through these microphones my word that's awesome that's awesome um i, I went up to uh, i went up to our senior pastor um I think a couple weeks ago, after like on a Sunday morning, after he got done preaching, which, by the way, was I think one of our original ones. Don't talk to your pastor on Sunday morning after he's done preaching. <laughs> Man, that, <laughs> listen, 
they 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 they've just given everything. The last thing they want to do is talk to you. But I went up to him. I said, <laughs> "No, tell me I'm wrong." Uh, I went up to I went up to him. I said, "Hey, pastor, if you want to talk to me, you can like call me. Like you don't have to tell everybody my business." <laughs> he was like, he kind of looked at me, uh, and he, then he realized he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, like." You're telling me it was a good sermon. It's a very good sermon. Usually it's me telling him I hated that sermon. <laughs> no, I hated it. Not. Was that the one from Ezra? Well, I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'd rather not say. All right. Um, I said I was going to play a, a new song. And so uh, here we go. This is... Um, this is uh, Sever by Red, R-E-D. This, uh, they've got a new album coming out in April, but they dropped this, and it's, uh, it's pretty good, and it's kind of fun to get out on. So that's been us. Uh, listen, you can follow us on all the things. At Dropping Sunday. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And uh, if you like and subscribe. Guys, if you listened all the way through this episode, like you're going to like the rest of them. If you listened to this entire episode, then it's just more of the same. Yeah, it's just subscribe, download all the ones from before. Uh, thank you for everybody who has who has downloaded it and, and listened and commented. If you do comment on uh, Apple Podcasts, then what we're doing is that we give a dollar for every comment to a local ministry. This month, it is uh, Teen Challenge of Fort Worth. And this is, this is Seth's money that I'm talking about. So you can actually give... <laughs> Two yes. Teen Challenge, without giving any money, Seth's money, you can give away. I love giving away Seth's money. I mean, jeez. Um, <laughs> so it's a dollar if it's just any comment. But if you put in your if you put in your comment, how's your heart? Then it's <laughs> ten bucks, guys. You can't beat that. Like it's a good donation. Um, so make sure that you're doing that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, Dr. Marty, do you want? I mean, anything you want to lift up? I'm good. You're good. All right. <laughs> no, nope, I'm good. No. All right. Well, then that's. Uh, I, I'm Seth. I'm Andrea, and I'm Marty. And this has been Dropping Sunday. <laughs>